peace and wellness uh, to everybody within the sound of my voice. Uh, this is Omega Sun's Light. Uh, thank you very much that you're here in the house. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here right now. And uh, we're going to go into etymology, which is a beautiful topic, a beautiful subject to cover. So much you can learn from and apply to your daily life. And just a brief um, overview of history through the power of words. Now, this is from a book called Etymologicon from Mark Forsyth. A wonderful display of uh, linguistic work and how words and cultures actually intertwine with each other and spiral into different uh, different um, categories, uh, nomenclature, things of that nature. And it's beautiful. Check this out. Pejoratives, right? This is the nasty words that people call each other or call other people um, in different cultures to, to basically tear down their their credibility tear down um uh whatever they set up as far as culturally wise and just to just to degrade people right <laughs> but this one was interesting because we refer to slavery and the first thing that people usually think of are the black people melanated people africans but they weren't slaves; they were enslaved, and it's a it's a different context, it's a different narrative when you put it like that. With that being said, when you get slave, it's a Slavic word. It's from Eastern Europe, and here's his breakdown on it. Of course, you can uh, look up for different references about it uh, through Wikipedia. Um, another one is. Um, Michael Bradley's Iceman Cometh. Uh, let me see, was another one where I seen it at. Uh, of course, you know, Botanica, Encyclopedia Botanica. But this one in particular, it can get you on a path of better references, right? However, language and history has been the cruelest to the Slavs of Eastern Europe. Slavs such as the Bulgars, the Bulgars, B-U-L-G-A-R-S, spent many years battling against their neighbors. They weren't always successful. That there was a Byzantine emperor nicknamed Basil the the Bulgar Slayer ought to give you some idea of what happened. Basil the Bulgar Slayer once captured 15,000 Bulgars and blinded 99% of them. Every hundredth Bulgar was left with one eye so that he can lead his 99 comrades home. This is it's, it's a, a moment in time where you can actually do the, um, the research work in history. Byzantine historians call this clever tactic, but to our more modern minds, it looked plain damn rude. Basically, the Slavs had a hard time of it. When they weren't being slain by Basil in the south, they were being subjugated by the Holy Roman Empire in the north and forced into lives of servitude. Now, a lot of these terms and a lot of this um, behavior comes up around the time of the, the fall of the Holy Roman Empire with the Vandals, 
the Goths and then uh, the Huns, as well as uh, a, a strong force coming from the Islamic faith. And it's everybody was coming at Rome at one time. But this is uh, like basically during the surgence of the Holy Roman Empire in the north and forced the Bulgars into lives of servitude. So right now they're displaying a type of what we call slavery amongst the Eastern Europeans under Rome, which are the Europeans and uh, the Bulgars. So many Slavs were defeated and oppressed that the word Slav itself became interchangeable with forced laborer. And that's where we got the word slave. So to put things in context and, and how labels affect people and their jogging of memory, the word slave should go to that. Even though bondage was basically something that was done by many, many societies and many uh, um, uh, different nations and none of it was right. I don't. I and, and the fact that it still goes on is even more disgusting to the character of people. But the narrative is set to make you think, in particular, that the people here in America, the black people, were slaves, and that is not the case. Were kidnapped. They were captive. They were oppressed. They were held without um, great representation with no one to fend for them, taking from lands that once once held their culture and their families and, and, and humanity together. And we must consider this when we think about certain things that happen in our communities and certain things that are dysfunctional within us in our lives you know, as, um, Melanoid people, uh, African people, and, and those that want to claim, uh, aboriginals. And I'm going to go into that in another time. Uh, cause that's been a battle right now in the scenes between, um, certain groups. And we got to basically pin those things down. We got to pin these things down and try to form, a a, a continuity of code. So we know what we're referencing when we say it and bring it into a specific narrative that can get us in a productive state of being, you know? And there's things that we want to call ourselves, but whatever we call ourselves, we must have the power behind it to back it up. And the power is derived in the truth. And the truth may not be what you think it is. It's, it's objective, not subjective. And we must be clear on that. So... You got a little clear, um, a, a little clear perspective on the word "slav" and its positioning in the narrative of what slavery is. Hopefully, you can draw a different conclusion on what you thought the process of slavery was between slavery and bondage. And, and another thing about the bondage that was going on, it it was basically due to conflicts or wars and, you know, 
uh, indigenous, uh, I like to say African tribes. We're going straight up like that. It wasn't called Africa, whatever you want to do. As far as that argument goes, we can consider that another time. Because another reference uh, point we have to deal with is exonyms and endonyms, which is very important. Exonyms are what other people call you. Endonyms are what you call yourselves after the people. So among these tribes, there's been infighting and um, tribal wars and things of that nature. You would capture someone and have them work for you for a certain period of time. It wasn't the chattel slavery that was um, initiated by the the quote-unquote Islamic or Arabic people the, under the Islamic conquest uh, 13, 1500 years ago, and definitely not the the American, uh, London, European uh, concept of chattel slavery, where you basically erase people's whole histories and, and divide families and destroy dialect and things of that nature. But the bondage itself, a person can grow up into the army of the person that the people or the kingship that bonded, you know, put them under bondage and become a powerful figure, even intermarry into some of the families and become great men from bondage. You know, so it's all about when you hear stories like, oh, Africans sold Africans into slavery. That's incorrect. It's inaccurate. You have to go into every story is not the same and you have to go into what it was that actually happened. So with that, I hope you become wiser, a little stronger. Um, we should research together. I say peace, prosperity and uh, great fortune to all of you. Until the next time. Peace and wellness. Hope everything is doing awesome in your circles and you're approaching life with enthusiasm. This is C Chambers, the Wealth Chambers, in effect. Man, ah, uh, shoot. Going through a life changing experience. Seeing a different way of living in synergy with your nature, finances, spirituality, emotions. It's going to be a a powerful breakthrough coming you know it took a lot to get here I had to break off certain fears you know um, touch new parts of myself that I didn't uh, consider as far as when it comes to um, getting over my stubbornness and getting out of my own way and I almost didn't make it to where I needed to be just because of that and that's a powerful that's a powerful statement to make so I hope I'm throwing out you know some some of us solidify ourselves in our personalities and put us in a comfort zone where it's hard to basically you know expand our horizons or branch out or assist others so yeah that's that's the that's the the thing right now is to assist others and also be something greater than yourself that was the 
key message from last night's um, nice presentation lecture, real talk from uh, Dr. Jerry Bobo and, and and our whole team in this wonderful, um, wonderful atmosphere. Now, you can't ask for anything better than that. Somebody giving you real talk, you know, from a from a genuine perspective. So it did set a new light on the way I approach things. Man. The enthusiasm is there, man. Ready. Ready and hungry. So I just want to absorb, be coachable, and and all the energy I put into doing work for somebody else, I want to be able to do that work for myself, my family, my circle, my team, community, and build from there, you know. It's that old parable of be the ant, not the grasshopper. And there's some 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 good ants around here, perfecting the colony, making the super colony. I want to be a part of that. So when you enter the wealth chambers, it's one of the the things that you come across because it's not just. You know, me calling it wealth chamber. That's exactly what it is. You lock in. You get inside. You see the treasure within, and you you share that with the world. That's the wealth chambers experience. I'm C Chambers. Hope you have a beautiful and good, fortunate, prosperous day. Oneness. Hey, this is C Chambers, and welcome to the Seven Seas Life Wealth Chambers Experience, where we unlock the inner treasures as well as the outer treasures to keep us in sync with our true experience. Oh, it's been a beautiful couple of days, a lot of uh, lifelong lessons, you know, that, that can transform you, that, that can evolve you, get you out of your situation, or just make you think of it a different way social tools that you can apply I'm very grateful and appreciative to be experiencing this right now it's moving um, mountains inside of me that I I thought would be there for a long time I mean it's still a long a a lot more to go but I can see me uh, opening up more you know be able to pay more attention to detail and experience the, the, the fullness of what's after those obstacles, you know? At times we get bogged down into our daily routines too much to really fully understand that. And that's why it takes an experience of going out and not just vacationing, but unlearning and relearning and refulfilling the things that you put on the back burner for yourself and for your family and for um, for your for your, your necessary existence for your for your whole spiritual awareness. I mean, you don't know how many lives you could touch by your story, and and that is a powerful and beautiful thing. It is the connection to the all that is basically a synergy of transforming information, be it negative and be it positive it's all about the energy that you give out and what you're willing to learn and what you're willing to absorb 
and how I can motivate you and mold the, the, the atmosphere around you. How, how you can mold your kingdom from your thoughts. How you can mold your, your family situation and legacy all from a, a, a seed that's planted in your head from an experience like this. And I just want to just want to say that to you to so keep you motivated and keep you involved and keep you excited about the things to come. I know I'm uh, um, motivated. I know I'm uh, on exhilarated. Actually, I start to lose words because I'm on 100,000. You know what I'm saying? And I, I want that goal to come into fruition. I want to make that happen. And I see people that's making it happen as well. And they want to go to the next level. With that type of enthusiasm and that type of drive, there's no way you can be stopped. No way. And you're going to go over certain um, challenges, certain difficulties. That's only to sculpt you. That's only to make you. Any land that's flat is going to have also some challenges. Can you see clear to the cultivation that is needed to be done? Can you see clear to what needs to be quarried? Making the best out of your situation. Use the resources around you. This is the Wealth Chambers and we are here. Peace, wellness, oneness. And if you like what you hear and you want to explore the financial treasures that surround you, just make sure you get in touch with me. See Chambers. You can text me, 347-673-3697. We can get a dialogue going just by you texting me your name, of course. Please be respectful. <laughs> and once again, peace, wellness, oneness. Hey, peace and wellness. Welcome to the Wealth Chambers um, here in New York City. Back at it. And I was thinking of the story I heard a long time. Um, it was about a man wanting to grow crops on his land, right? So he went to the store and he had enough money um, and decided to get the best type of seeds that were available at that time. You know, some of the top quality seeds. And he had a good amount of land and he wanted to till the land. Um, he went back to his house, these beautiful seeds and the intentions to grow some, some very good crops for him, his family, and possibly a surplus of crops uh, to sell, you know, for others in this community to purchase. Now, in doing this, he goes to till the topsoil, which seems to be a good idea. And he does it well. Uh, he cultivated the topsoil, turned it over, made sure he made the rows in order to plant the seeds. Um, he also took the, the excess um, bad vegetation, what have you, and put it into a compost, the mulch, put it to the compost. And he decided, you know, then he started actually planting the seeds, right? Covered them up, you know, properly, patted them down and made sure they were necessarily inside the soil like they're supposed to be and watered the seeds the first day. Around his area, he got good sunlight, so that wouldn't be a problem. Um, it was a temperate type of atmosphere, so he'll get a good enough rain 
that wouldn't be a problem. Lo and behold, time passes and it's time for harvest time and you expect your crops to be starting to appear and mature and nothing happened. It disappointed the man. He thought it would grow right then and there. Another year comes by. Same seeds planted. Nothing. Barren. Zip. Like, what's going on here? I did everything I was supposed to do. He tends to his flock. He still has other things he's that's, that's, that's going on. You know, he has sheep and things of that nature. He works, you know, uh, with his hands. So he's able to keep his family afloat. But this is where he put his his intentions in like this grows I know I can get extra here I know I can eat really good and have my family eat really good off of this endeavor right here second year goes by nothing and mind you it takes patience to grow your garden it definitely especially when you think you have all the 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 right tools and the right uh, um all the right factors involved in position and, and to be productive with it. So, after the second year, he says, forget this. I don't know what's going on. Let me find out. So, he digs up the topsoil, try to get all the seeds, as many seeds as possible. He digs a little too far and he hits what he feels is stone. Like, oh, that's different. Maybe the roots weren't going in far enough for the seeds to sprout up. Maybe something was blocking. So he digs and he digs and he keeps hitting. Ding. Goes to another spot, keeps hitting. Ding. What is going on here? I mean, all of this land right here, I can't produce anything with it. I got to find out what's going on because these are good seeds. I was told this. I was given the, the exact instructions of what to do. I have good land. I have good light. I have good water, a uh, good rain. What is going on? So he dug different spots, dug in different spots. And every time, ding, ding. So what he did was removed all of the topsoil. And guess what he found under the topsoil, which wasn't that deep at all? Spots of gold. What he thought he can grow, couldn't grow because there was gold underneath. And if he didn't dig deep enough and just you know, just chalked it up to having bad seeds or chalked it up to not uh, not having the right necessary equipment or the right necessary uh, um, atmosphere and conditions or even the right, you know, not enough timing. It just forgot and quit. He wouldn't have found the gold. And there was enough gold for his next two generations, his son's son and their sons, his daughter's daughters and their daughters. So, with the moral of the story is, yeah, there may be times, there may be things that's going on 
on the top level and it, it may hurt you, it may disappoint you, it may frustrate you. It may not be that 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 time, that season. It may not be growing the way you thought it would grow. It may not be uh, what you thought it would be right now, right at this particular moment, maybe two years from now, maybe five years from now, but you planted the seeds and you thought it would happen like that. But there's something even greater underneath. There's something even greater waiting for you. And if you have faith and keep digging and keep pushing ahead and find out what's going on in all the, the whole situation, not just a part of the situation, find out what's going on with the whole situation. Maybe you will find your goal there too and feed your next generation and the generations after. That's what Wealth Chambers is about. When you see the logo, you'll see the treasure chest, you'll see the seven seas of life um, symbology on it. Because all through the life of the seven seas, which is basically every ocean, every it's liquid, but it's also energy. Through this life, there are inside treasures that need to be discovered and there's outside treasures that need to be discovered. If you like another outside treasure to maximize your positive income and cash flow and minimize taxation and, and uh, um, also produce new efforts for your lifestyle through the actual positive cash flow you'll be receiving, that extra 200 to $500 pay raise on your job without letting your boss know, hook up with me at Money Chambers at gmail.com you can also go to www.growyourgoal growyourgoal.com look at the, the small video fill the information in and you will get the, the fast track on what's next to do and how to get that extra money into your household. So peace, blessings, wellness, and oneness. Peace and wellness, peace and wellness. Welcome to the Wealth Chambers, May 2nd, 2018. And man, has it been a, a, a milestone of different things going on for the for the past week uh okay i'm not gonna gloss over but i'm definitely not gonna super promote the latest news feed that's been going on kanye west has really uh hit the locust nest <laughs> of people that want to come out as critical thinkers I get where you're coming from. I get what you're trying to do. Understand free speech. Of course, he has his opinion. Many others um, have their opinion. Um, a lot of people are not trying to side with him because of the statement that he made. And it may have been taken out of context. It may have not have been taken out of context. But definitely, it has been 
an intention grabber. But this is what I must say for those that are misinformed about the rhetoric that just um, was presented to us. Slavery or human bondage is as old as civilization itself. In the midst of wars from the beginning of time, when nations started to have quarrels with nations, uh, people had um, quarrels with people. One way of solving it, which is unfortunate, was to basically clash. And those that clashed and lost became the prize, the booty, the laborer of the victor. Okay? What has happened now in modern times, of course, because people do not check the etymological uh, presence of these words and, and the status of the words, and that's something that's very important. It's also going to connotate what happens in history and who did what, what, who did what to whom, what actually happened. We, we have these <clears throat> revisionist histories coming about, conflated ideologies, conflated ideas, um, definitely misinformation, okay? So let's fast forward a little bit <clears throat> with the context of what we think modern day slavery is all about. First thing people will point to is African-Americans from the African transatlantic slave, slave trade. Like they were just walking on the ship or just everybody was getting killed in either get down or lay down. It, it wasn't just like that, all right? People have fought and mind you, there's a slave trade that was present before the Atlantic slave trade with the Arab Christian motif. And people are really uh, um, gingerly walking around that and don't want to mention that in the same context and don't want to mention that at all <laughs> because they'll deal with the Abrahamic uh, religions and things of that nature. And it is a touchy subject, but mind you, this is where it started, and it was in the African presence for 1,300 years before it grew into the fruition that we hear it now, or we, we understand it now. And this has been a disservice to humanity and the ugliness of humanity for eons, for centuries, millennials. <clears throat> See, with every one of those slave stories, or let's call them a bondage kidnapping. Let's call it what it is, actually. Call it what it is. Bondage, kidnapping, human trafficking, death, death rape, slaughter, and debauchery from people that thought they were superior to another being on the planet. Okay? That's exactly what it is. The slaughter of people that even though you may not look like them, they are being just like you. They're two eyes, 
a nose, a mouth, two ears, heart, body. Yes, similarities. With each one came rebellions, came uprisings, came strategic ways of trying to lift the cuff of that debauchery and get to some type of treaties. All right? That's one step. The next step is that when people mention 400 years of slavery for uh, uh, the black man or African-American man here in the wilderness of North America or just the Americas itself, South, South Central and North America, always was rebellious. People were fighting back. There were people here already, melanated people, dark people here already on each of these shores. They were here already and seeing people come over. And also welcoming, 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 welcoming them into their society to form even bigger societies and, and also hide them away. Okay. They brought traditions over here they, and they also intermingled this syncretic history that's, that was going on. And a lot of it you'll find in the different foods that people eat, as well as how they worship their original deities before the the, the Christian claw got onto them. And, and, the, and the claw of Christianity is deep. Don't just think of it as a, 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 um, um, a benevolent religious practice that was given to a people. It was also imposed, but with familiar stories so the people that heard the stories, they would want to emulate the characters in the stories, knowing that it, it did uh, uh, set a fire in their heart or a fire in their mind so they can do something else with it. Okay. There's some references I'm going to give you that you can go to um, that will lead you to other references. All right. And other teachers that basically talked about this issue with primary evidence, with um, analytical study. See, when you talk about critical thinking, you have to put all those things into perspective. Not just critical thinking, just coming out of whim out of your head. That's cool, but it may not be as factual as as needed to be. So there's a YouTube channel that you can go to, Kofi Paisi. Great, great uh, researcher. He puts things together very well with documented re references and sources. Merkaba, the real Merkaba. His channel, or you can go to uh, www.therealmerkaba.com. This brother out of Philly, he's been studying for years. Um, I mean, very, very articulate into uh, ancient civilizations, the development of the Abraham, Abrahamic religions, and it's imp imposing on uh, the African people. Uh, just world history itself, the brother is very deep. The real Merkaba dot com or go to uh, the YouTube channel Merkaba. Great information there. Uh, another one is African Home Network. Uh, this this group is very good in their studies. Again, great references. 
You know, we're talking about references like uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Ben Ben Joseph Yokanen, uh Doctor Henry Clark, Ivan Van Sertema, Renoko Rashidi, and, and some people you may you know may not agree with or you may have a little complaint with. Research what they researched. Critical thinking. Okay, it's always a link. African Home Network. Uh, another one is um, New Black Knowledge, NBK YouTube channel, New Black Knowledge, the brother of Truth Storian, uh, a very, very uh, um, articulate brother in, in, the, in, the, in the lineage, because they'll use chronology a lot as well, and give you the source, source work and the reference work that is accessible and available for you right away. Now I say all this to say and bring it right back. When you hear blanket statements like that, like 400 years of slavery, you're really out of, out of touch of the actual data. Okay. The physical chattel slavery of the African American or the black man or the melanated person on these shores, which actually started in the Caribbean, and some even say in uh, in the UK, was basically 279, 280 years. Not to shorten its time, and definitely not to dismiss its severity and an out outward, just evil, debaucherous methods of controlling a being. There's always a statement called "You crush the bone, you alter the mind," and that what has ha that what was happening from day one, ripping babies out of the womb and stomping the head in front of the 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 community, taking the strongest warrior or the or the leader and 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 putting one horse to each limb, or yeah, putting one horse to each limb and setting this this person on fire and taking the horses and smacking them so they can go either direction to rip the person apart. These things are embedded in the memory banks and in the DNA, the, the memory and the DNA of these people. So to say that, oh, it was a choice, but you have... The, the survival thing in you that kicks in is I want to live another day so maybe my child be the one to liberate us all it's very disingenuous very okay and I guess going back to the chattel slavery after chattel slavery you have Jim Crow laws and remember going into the laws and the and it's not integration per se right away what it was was the easing of uh, um of people to to get acknowledgement because people had to fight melanated people black people spanish people uh uh what you call it so-called indian they, these people had to fight indoctrination uh the the um the taking of their customs the ability to keep their families together. This was an ongoing fight. 
So in the midst of this ongoing fight, they're still practicing greatness, still inventing things, still carrying on culture, still synchronizing culture to other things so that it can survive till this day. And you have to be able to really take an objective look at the, the, the acts and practices and the behaviors of these people to understand what you have right now. So within the Jim Crow laws, you also had night Riders and lynchers. They were lynching in mobs, mobs of, of thousands, 2,000, 5,000 people at a lynching, postcards sent around. We're having a lynching today. We're having several lynchings today. Picnic, deriving from pick a nigger. N-I-G-G-E-R. So this is what was being imposed on the people. Okay? After that, you get the lynchings. You have the civil rights movement, which was first listed under un-American activities. Right after McCarthyism. If you're not studying properly, or if you're not if you're not getting this information, you're going to take these blanket statements and make them something that they are not. Okay? Then after that, uh, a civil rights movement, un-American uh, un activities, you also have COINTELPRO, which was from the 70s up into the 80s, into the early 90s. And just because you think you made a certain level of things doesn't mean that a lot of other things haven't been disruptive in the long run. Our individualism has become disruptive to liberation for everybody. We've passed down many good things but we also pass down many dysfunctions that plague us to this day and that is a disservice so when somebody says that this this was a choice that was uh, no not at all not at all and death is still on the plate and imprisonment is still on the plate matter of fact for your different idea ideologies and and, and traditions you can be imprisoned so we must take these things into context. And now, till this day, you have what they call a BIE. Oh, no, no. Black extremist party, B-E-I-V. Black extremist. What in the world is a black extremist? And they say that this person is radical. What else can you be when you have an idea that says, I don't think people should get stomped on anymore. I don't think people should get shot for no reason anymore. I think that wages should be uh, um, leveled out where everybody gets their right to share. How about this institution that we call slavery is the, the main reason why there is wealth in America? on the backs of free labor. What happens to the people that have free labor, uh, um, that provided the free labor? 
When do they get their just due? This is all in the search for justice. And yes, the brother Kanye is an artist. And every artist is entitled to their opinion. And every opinion is a part of free speech. But what, what we, we must not do, or we must not warrant, is just to be able to say anything and not have a substance to back it up not have a, a, a an inclined reasoning of why that was said when it can affect so many people that are uninformed that are uninformed and, and put a new narrative or a new spin on things where they start to have a certain type of acceptance of this type of behavior slavery is debaucherous kidnapping murder and rape period it is no longer just laboring and now because it became sophisticated in people's lexicons and 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 in their, in their conversation people like to do away with the word altogether when the actual act has continued to happen and has remained unaddressed to justice and that's what we must see justice i thank you for listening this i had to get this off it's a beautiful thing next time we're doing one minute in it that's going to be basically for the instagram um clips at, clips at a time wealth chambers i respect your thought i admire you for coming through if you have any comments uh questions criticisms Leave them here. Um, and I like to say peace and wellness to you. Also, oneness. Peace and wellness. Peace and wellness. Welcome to the Wealth Chambers, May 2nd, 2018. And man, has it been a, a, a milestone of different things going on for the for the past week uh, okay I'm not going to gloss over but I'm definitely not going to super promote the latest news feed that's been going on Kanye West has really uh, hit the locust nest <laughs> of people that want to come out as critical thinkers I get where you're coming from, I get what you're trying to do, understand free speech, of course he has his opinion, many others um, have their opinion um, a lot of people are not trying to side with him because of the statement that he made and it may have been taken out of context it may have not have been taken out of context but definitely it has been an intention grabber but this is what I must say for those that are misinformed about the rhetoric that just um, was presented to us. Slavery or human bondage is as old as civilization itself. In the midst of wars from the beginning of time, when nations started to have quarrels with nations, uh, 
people had um, calls with people. One way of solving it, which is unfortunate, was to basically clash. And those that clashed and lost became the prize, the booty, the laborer of the victor. Okay? What has happened now in modern times, of course, because people do not check the etym etymological uh, presence of these words and, and the status of the words, and that's something that's very important. It's also going to connotate what happens in history and who did what, what, who did what to whom, what actually happened. We, we have these <clears throat> revisionist histories coming about, conflated ideologies, conflated ideas, um, definitely misinformation, okay? So let's fast forward a little bit <clears throat> with the context of what we think modern day slavery is all about. First thing people will point to is African-Americans from the African transatlantic slave slave trade like they were just walking on the ship or just everybody was getting killed in either get down or lay down it wasn't just like that alright people have fought and mind you there is a slave trade that was present before the Atlantic slave trade with the Arab Christian motif and People are really uh, uh, um, gingerly walking around that and don't want to mention that in the same context and don't want to mention that at all <laughs> because they'll deal with the Abrahamic uh, religions and things of that nature. And it is a touchy subject. But mind you, this is where it started. And it was in the African presence for 1,300 years before grew into the fruition that we hear it now or we, we understand it now and this has been a disservice to humanity and the ugliness of humanity for eons for centuries, millennials <clears throat> see with every one of those slave stories or let's call them a bondage kidnapping let's call it what it is actually call it what it is bondage kidnapping human trafficking death death rape slaughter and debauchery from people that thought they were superior to another being on the planet okay that's exactly what it is the slaughter of people that even though you may not look like them, they are being just like you. They're two eyes, a nose, a mouth, two ears, heart, body. Yes, similarities. With each one came rebellions, came uprisings, came strategic ways of trying to lift the cuff of that debauchery and get to some type of treaties. All right? That's one step. 
the next step is that when people mention 400 years of slavery for uh, uh, the black man or African-American man here in the wilderness of North America or just the Americas itself, South, South Central and North America, always was rebellious. People were fighting back. There were people here already, melanated people, dark people here already on each of these shores. They were here already and seeing people come over. And also welcoming, welcoming, welcoming them into their society to form even bigger societies and, and also hide them away. Okay? They brought traditions over here they, and they also intermingled this syncretic history that's, that was going on. And a lot of it you'll find in the different foods that people eat as well as how they worship their original deities before the the, the Christian claw got onto them, and, and, the, and the claw of Christianity is deep. Don't just think of it as a a, a, um, um, a benevolent religious practice that was given to a people. It was also imposed, but with familiar stories, so the people that heard the stories they would want to emulate the characters in the stories, knowing that it it did. Uh, uh, set a fire in their heart or a fire in their mind so they can do something else with it. Okay? There are some references I'm going to give you that you can go to um, that will lead you to other references. Alright? And other teachers that basically talked about this issue with primary evidence, with um, analytical study. See, when you talk about critical thinking, you have to put all those things into perspective. Not just critical thinking, just coming out of whim out of your head. That's cool, but it may not be as factual as as needed to be. So, there's a YouTube channel that you can go to, Kofi Paisi. Great, great uh, researcher. He puts things together very well with documented re references and sources. Merkaba, the real Merkaba. His channel, or you can go to uh, www.therealmerkaba.com. This brother out of Philly, he's been studying for years. Um, I mean, very, very articulate into uh, ancient civilizations, the development of the Abraham Abrahamic religions, and it's imp imposing on uh, the African people. Uh, just world history itself. The brother is very deep. The real Merkaba. Dot com or go to uh, the YouTube channel Merkaba. Great information there. Uh, another one is African Home Network. Uh, this, this group is very good in their studies. Again, great references. You know, we're talking about references like uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Ben Ben Joseph Yokanen. Uh, Dr. Henry Clark, Ivan Van Sertema, Renoko Rashidi, and, and some people you may you know may not agree with, or you may have a little complaint with. Research what they researched. Critical thinking, okay? It's always a link. African Home Network. Uh, another one is um, New Black Knowledge, NBK YouTube channel. New Black Knowledge, the brother of Truth Storian. 
a, a very very uh, um, articulate brother in in the in the in the lineage because they'll use chronology a lot as well and give you the source source work and the reference work that is accessible and available for you right away. Now I say all this to say and bring it right back. When you hear blanket statements like that, like 400 years of slavery, you're really out of, out of touch of the actual data, okay? The physical chattel slavery of the African-American or the black man or the melanated person on these shores, which actually started in the Caribbean, and some even say in, uh, in the UK, would basically 279, 280 years. Not to shorten its time and definitely not to dismiss its severity and an out, outward, just evil, debaucherous methods of controlling a being. There's always a statement called, you crush the bone, you alter the mind. And that what has that what was happening from day one, ripping babies out of the womb and stomping the head in front of the, the, the community, taking the strongest warrior or the, or the leader and, and, and putting one horse to each limb or yeah, putting one horse to each limb and setting this, this person on fire and taking the horses and smacking them so they can go either direction to rip the person apart. These things are embedded in the memory banks and in the DNA, the, the memory and the DNA of these people. So to say that, oh, it was a choice, but you have the, the survival thing in you that kicks in. It's, I want to live another day so maybe my child will be the one to liberate us all it's very disingenuous very okay and like I said going back to the chattel slavery after chattel slavery you have Jim Crow laws and remember going into the laws and, and it's not integration per se right away what it was was the easing of uh, um, of people to to get acknowledgement because people had to fight melanated people, black people, Spanish people, uh, uh, what you call it, so-called Indian. They, these people had to fight indoctrination. Uh, uh, the the um the taking of their customs, the, the ability to keep their families together. This was an ongoing fight. So in the midst of this ongoing fight, they're still practicing greatness, still inventing things, still carrying on culture, still synchronizing culture to other things so that it can survive till this day. And you have to be able to really take an objective look at the, the, the acts and practices and the behaviors of these people to understand what you have right now. So within the Jim Crow laws, you also had night riders and lynchers. They were lynching in mobs, mobs of, of, of 
thousands, 2,000, 5,000 people at a lynching, postcards sent around. We're having a lynching today. We're having several lynchings today. Picnic, deriving from pick a nigger. N-I-G-G-E-R. So this is what was being imposed on the people. Okay? After that, you get the lynchings, you have the civil rights movement, which was first listed under un-American activities, right after McCarthyism. If you're not studying properly, or if you're not if you're not getting this information, you're going to take these blanket statements and make them something that they are not. Okay? Then after that, uh, a civil rights movement, un-American uh, un activities, you also have COINTELPRO, which was from the 70s up into the 80s, into the early 90s. And just because you think you've made a certain level of things doesn't mean that a lot of other things haven't been disruptive in the long run. Our individualism has become disruptive to liberation for everybody. We've passed down many good things but we also pass down many dysfunctions that plague us to this day and that is a disservice so when somebody says that this this was a choice that was uh, no not at all not at all and death is still on the plate and imprisonment is still on the plate matter of fact for your different idea ideologies and and, and traditions you can be imprisoned so we must take these things into context. And now, to this day, you have what they call a B.I.E. Uh, no, no. Black Extremist Party. B.E.I. Black Extremist. What in the world is a black extremist? And they say that this person is radical. What else can you be when you have an idea that says, I don't think people should get stomped on anymore. I don't think people should get shot for no reason anymore. I think that wages should be uh, um, leveled out where everybody gets their right to share. How about this institution that we call slavery is the, the main reason why there is wealth in America? on the backs of free labor. What happens to the people that have free labor, uh, um, that provided the free labor? When do they get their just due? This is all in the search for justice. And yes, the brother Kanye is an artist. And every artist is entitled to their opinion. And every opinion is a part of free speech. But what, what we, we must not do or we must not warrant is just to be able to say anything and not have a substance to back it up. Not have a, a, a an inclined reasoning of why that was said 
when it can affect so many people that are uninformed, that are uninformed and, and put a new narrative or a new spin on things where they start to have a certain type of acceptance of this type of behavior. Slavery is debaucherous, kidnapping, murder, and rape. Period. It is no longer just laboring. And now because it became sophisticated in people's lexicons and, and, and in, their, in their conversation, people like to do away with the word altogether. When the actual act has continued to happen and has remained unaddressed to justice. And that's what we must see, justice. I thank you for listening. This is, I had to get this off. It's a beautiful thing. Next time, we're doing one minute in it. That's going to be basically for the Instagram. Um, clips, at, clips at a time. Wealth Chambers. I respect your thought. I admire you for coming through. If you have any comments, uh, questions, criticisms, leave them here. Um, and I like to say peace and wellness to you. Also oneness. Hey, peace and wellness. This is the Wealth Chambers back at it again. Um, we're going to get into the Etymologicon by Mark Forsyth, the Inky Fool, which is what we're basically dealing with because in these days and times, narratives are written behind um, exonyms and endonyms. Exonyms are what outside groups call the particular group, which is the subject, and endonyms is what the particular group the subject call themselves and if you look into of uh, what i said on the slab word um on the wealth chambers you podcast a couple of um cast back you would see with the exonym and endonyms was about for black and white um how they came into that origin and also what the slab was which is the um exonym and endonym um, campaign and how narratives are written behind that, right? So digging a little deeper into the book, um, which is wonderfully crafted on how certain terminologies, wordplay, um, misconceptions of a word transform into other words that we regularly use in our day to day speech, which is, you know, very interesting, but it also shows how, uh, how ignorant we are as well because we don't really look into the deeper meanings and we could be saying something that's totally false about people and also to describe our instances and our perspectives so choosing the right words carefully is very important when it comes to um bringing certain things to fruition especially your thoughts and ideas and also to deeper understanding certain subjects now, here's a couple of um, tidbits out of this book, uh, book one, uh, some page 124 to 126. I'm not going to go too deep into every line, um, but pick out some specific uh, noteworthy uh, paragraphs, right? Insulting names, which is definitely something that's deep when it comes to uh, choosing what we call people and label people. Usually, um, 
we'll use the layman's terms, uh, some of the more uh, more comfortable terms, and even some of the more damaging terms to describe people and where we want to put them in our social perspective, right? So deeper down the line, it says, um, every culture has a butt for its jokes. Americans have the Polacks, the English have the Irish, the Irish have people from Cork. The standard butt of German jokes at the beginning of the 20th century were stupid Bavarian peasants. They're not stupid, but you know, I don't know. And just as Irish jokes always involve a man called Patty, so Bavarian jokes always involved a peasant called Nazi. That's because Nazi was a shortening of the very common Bavarian name Ignatius. Now, this is interesting because up further, when we uh, associate the word Nazi, Nazi, it is connotating to what the German terms of those that were under Hitler um, were, were perceived to be, right? Here's the kicker. Insulting names um, chapter begins like this. It's a funny thing, but Hitler wouldn't have called himself a Nazi. Indeed, he became quite offended when anyone did suggest he was a Nazi. He would have considered himself a national socialist. Nazi is and always have been an insult. Hitler was ahead of a casually named national socialist socialist Dusch Arbitrarity Arbitrar Party a National Socialist German Workers Party, right? But like the Cambridge University netball team, he had thought through the name properly. You see, his opponents realized that you can shorten National Socialist to Nazi. But why would they do this? Going back into what we just talked about. Every culture has a butt for his jokes. This meant that Skipping ahead. This meant that Hitler's opponents had an open goal. He had a party filled with Bavarian Hicks. And the name of that party could be shortened to the standard joke name for Hicks. Incidentally, Hick was formed in, in exactly the same as Nazi. Hick was a rural shortening of Richard and became a byword for uneducated farmers. Now... To put all this together, you say, why is that important, right? Usually, in what we say is corrupt societies, or societies that are um, put up with ill will, malintent, things of that nature, they usually play on the uneducated. Those are ignorant of the policies and rules that will follow once that regime kicks in. So the irony of, you know, them taking that joke name of the Hicks, which was a rural shortening name for Richard, meaning uneducated farmers, they were actually calling the nat the masses uneducated. See how that goes. And going back to what Nazi was for the shortening of the Bavarian common name Ignatius. We're going to go deep into what Ignatius was, right? So, reading along, 
Hitler and his fascists didn't know what to do about the derogatory nickname Nazi. At first, they hated the word, then briefly tried to reclaim it, just as the SWAT sticker was actually a symbol from Africa, used in also Asia, deep Asia and China, which was reversed. And we'll talk about that another time, but if you can dig into what that what those symbols actually were before they were co-opted and um, basically put into infamy by the the auspices of Hitler and the Third Reich and things of that nature. Not this, no auspices, but how they used the symbology was was very um, very interesting. They tried to reclaim it in the way that some gay people try to reclaim old insults like queer but once they got power they adopted the much simpler approach of persecuting their opponents and forcing them to flee the country right so the refugees started turning up elsewhere complaining about who the nazis they weren't saying nationalist nationalist partie. they wasn't saying that the national socialist the socialist german workers party they shrunk it all down and put it to a term Nazi. So if you wanted to call them what they were, you would call them that. And like I said, it was an insult. So, but meanwhile, all the Germans who remained in Germany obediently called them the Nationalists, Doche, Arbitur Party, at least when the police were listening. To the day, most of us happily go about believing that the Nazis called themselves Nazis. When in fact, they were probably beating you up for saying the word. So it all goes back to the popularity of the name Ignatius. The, the reason why is because Ignatius was a common name of Bavaria and was largely Catholic because of St. Ignatius of Loyola, Loyola, founder of the Society of Jesus, better known as Jesuits. Okay, so now we get into the religious part of it. And if we know about the German history, there were always a, a, um, a religious people, like kind of a, like a spiritual people. And this is where you get the terms good God from. And this is why etymolo etym etymology is very important. Pardon me. Tongue twisting. I'm, oh, I got a lot of notes in front of me. This is why etymology is very important. It digs into the origin of the words, and not only that, you can find a deeper meaning in something that is more in context with what you're trying to relate. Okay? And this set up what the Jesuits were about. In 17th century, to combat the rise of Protestantism, which became the state religion of England. So it's Protestants versus the Catholic Church, right? Into the religion. I'll skip down. This is a tad fair. This is a tad unfair to the poor Jesuits who have been responsible for the education of some of the most famous men in history, from Fidel Castro, Bill Clinton, Charles de Gaulle, Cardinal Richelieu, Robert Altman, James Joyce, Tom Clancy, Moliere. Arthur Conan Doyle, Ben Crosby, Freddie Mercury, Rene Descartes, Michael Falcott, 
Martin Heidegger, Alfred Hitchcock, Elmore Leonard, Spencer Tracy, Voltaire, and George Lamartier. Those are Jesuits. We're going to get deep into that too. Oh, what is, what the Jesuit is about? Not to put any um any uh new age spin on it or whatever like that. We're just going to get a little bit more clear into the history and what came about from this group as well. I mean, these are a lot of uh, world leader names up here and world entertainer names up here. But more importantly, what we wanted to do here at Wealth Chambers was dig a little deeper to let you know the difference between the exonym and the endonym. This was definitely an exonym <laughs> and made but of the same people that actually came into power got a name that was taken out of context it stuck with them for the to the duration of their power and even afterwards so when you're thinking of nazi you're not thinking of the nationalist Deutsche arbiter Partei, the national socialist um workers party you're actually talking about ignatius which was the common name for the bavarian as the butt of a joke, as the hick was to Richard, meaning uneducated farm workers. So the masses have once once again fallen behind uh, these exonyms. It's, it's, it's interesting. Remember to try to educate yourself in, in certain um patterns of life because these words do take hold to certain things and we also can see those things play out if we're not careful in understanding what they truly are the masses putting a leader up in front of them and the leader not directly reflecting what the masses are about you know and then it does such a disservice to those that you know, um, uh, it's just doing the service of those that are not fully aware of what the situation is about, you know, and it buries a lot of history, a lot of cultural meaning under levels of just uh, corruption. That's all. A little brief thing about etymolo Etymologicon and how it's going about. Um, I'd like to wish you peaceful journey on your way to whatever you're going to do today and uh, for the beginning of the week. Peace, wellness, oneness. Oh, follow, like, comment, and share. You can catch me on uh, True Omega Sun. That's T-R-U-O-M-E-G-A-S-U-N-88 on Instagram. Um, third At Third Lane Living on Twitter. Also, you can go to my website, Seven C's Life. That's seven C Z L I F E dot com. Uh, leave me uh, whatever information you can, whatever contact information, and we can build. Talk to you again. Be well. Hey, this is C Chambers, and welcome to the Seven C's Life Wealth Chambers Experience, where we unlock the inner treasures as well as the outer treasures to keep us in sync 
with our true experience. Oh, it's been a beautiful couple of days. A lot of uh, lifelong lessons, you know, that, that can transform you, that, that can evolve you, get you out of your situation or just make you think of it a different way. Social tools that you can apply. I, I'm very grateful and appreciative to be experiencing this right now. It's moving. Um, mountains inside of me that I, I thought would be there for a long time. I mean, it's still a long, a, a lot more to go, but I can see me uh, opening up more, you know, being able to pay more attention to detail and experience the, the, the fullness of what's after those obstacles, you know. At times, we get bogged down into our daily routines too much to really fully understand that. And that's why it takes an experience of going out and not just vacationing, but unlearning and relearning and refulfilling the things that you put on the back burner for yourself and for your family and for um for your for your, your necessary existence for your for your whole spiritual awareness i mean you don't know how many lives you could touch by your story and and that is a powerful and beautiful thing it is the connection to the all that is basically a synergy of transforming information be it negative and be it positive. It's all about the energy that you give out and what you're willing to learn and what you're willing to absorb and how it can motivate you and mold the, the, the atmosphere around you. How, how you can mold your kingdom from your thoughts. How you can mold your, your family situation and legacy all from a, a, a seed that's planted in your head from an experience like this. And I just want to just want to say that to you to so keep you motivated and keep you involved and keep you excited about the things to come. I know I'm uh, um, motivated. I know I'm uh, on exhilarated. Actually, I start to lose words because I'm on 100,000. You know what I'm saying? And I, I want that goal to come into fruition. I want to make that happen. And I see people that's making it happen as well. And they want to go to the next level. With that type of enthusiasm and that type of drive, there's no way you can be stopped. No way. And you're going to go over certain um, challenges, certain difficulties. That's only to sculpt you. That's only to make you. Any land that's flat is going to have also some challenges. Can you see clear to the cultivation that ne that's needed to be done? Can you see clear to what needs to be quarried? making the best out of your situation. Use the resources around you. This is the Wealth Chambers and we are here. Peace, wellness, oneness. And if you like what you hear and you want to explore the financial treasures that's around you, just make sure you get in touch with me. See Chambers. You can text me 347-673-3697. We can get a dialogue going just by you texting me your name, of course. Please be respectful. <laughs> and once again, peace, wellness, oneness.